Welcome to Firefighting in Canada, the podcast, brought to you by Draeger. Draeger products protect, support, and save lives. Firefighting equipment you can trust. You've tuned in for compelling conversation on hot topics impacting Canada's fire service. From Hope, BC, I'm Fire Chief Tom DeSorcy. Pleasure to be joined by Chief Randy Schroeder from Mayorthorpe, Alberta. Chief Schroeder is the uh, 2020 Canadian Association of Fire Chiefs Chief of the Year. Uh, Chief uh, Schroeder, Randy, hi, welcome. Well, thank you, Tom. Well, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. What? Uh, now, tell me about now. Congratulations on on Chief of the Year. I mean, what what did you? Uh, how does that make you feel when you heard that? I was in my kitchen when I opened up my email, uh, got the notification, and. Uh, uh, my wife was home and, and I was, uh, I was, was there's, there's a term gobsmacked. I, uh, I read it and I had to read it again. I thought it was a joke. Um, I thought maybe one of the guys was playing me and, uh, and, and I said, wow, I, as I read it, I was just, it was, you know, floored. I mean, there's all these things that go through your mind, I guess. Um, in the small world of fire, I, I was, uh, I felt very humble and, and privileged and all that stuff. And I didn't know quite what to say. <laughs> uh, I was very surprised. Very in a surprised. Year, in a year that it, this has been, uh, it's uh, anything to, you know, this certainly changes things a little bit, I would think. Yeah, I mean, of course, everybody's, you know, it's been one of those, you can't even say one of those years, but it's just, it's just a situation and, and all the challenges and hurdles uh, that go with it. Um, the, the to have good news like that i mean uh, and especially to be recognized amongst you know peers across the country um it's just amazing uh it's it amazes me that my municipality um uh thinks to nominate uh uh in that in that regard it's a, just a tremendous honor and um, it's one of the more endearing things that I love about the community that I've lived in for 30 years. This is that they truly appreciate uh, the people that 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 help uh, do their best to make the community what it is. And uh, and and so to to have that nomination was was amazing. So tell me about your role uh, and tell me about your community and and again your fire department first, I guess uh, about Mayor Thorpe and I and as and you'll know, tell us more about about Lac Saint uh, Saint Anne County. Yeah, so uh, Mayor Thorpe is a small uh, community northwest of Edmonton, about an hour and and a bit northwest of Edmonton on Highway 43, and it's a population of uh, 1,400 people. Um, it's an agricultural community uh, nestled up against the uh, forest protection area. Uh, there's the forestry and, and, and oil and gas. Um, as everyone know, Alberta is you know, suffering right now, so there's less oil and gas. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the community itself is, is, is one of those uh, little nuggets uh, that have you know, just a tremendous amount of pride and, and a tremendous amount of service. I've been here uh, uh, this coming year, be 30, well, it'll be 30 years. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I came to the community to work uh, and uh, and uh, ended up raising, you know, our, our family here and, and uh, all my children were born here. It's just been a wonderful place to live. What about your involvement in the fire service? How many years for that? Uh, it'll 
uh, be 26 years. Uh, my journey started uh, uh, in uh, February of 1995, and uh, at the time I was working for uh, uh, for Shell Canada. I hauled agricultural bulk fuels uh, to the local farming community and uh, had uh, a number of uh, uh, you know just a number of things on the go and. I didn't even realize I, I was one of those, I, I was never one of those kids that, and, you know, thought about being a member of the fire department or wanted to be a firefighter. I, I, I often think about that. It, it kind of fell in my lap. Um, I didn't even know or even understand because I was so busy that what the concept of volunteering was and until the chief of the day came to me and, and asked if I was interested and he didn't ask if I wanted to be a firefighter. He asked if I was willing to help uh, train some of the volunteers to drive the trucks. Um, they had had a, a pretty uh, hard turnover of volunteers that year and he was left with with a, a crew of people that uh, like, like, uh, needed to learn how to drive the apparatus and, and himself included. Um, and I was, as I was a career truck driver at that time, um, he thought to approach me. And when he came to me, I, he says, you want to join the fire department? My, my first response was, well, I already have a job. And he says, no, no, you can volunteer. It, it, I didn't know that. So I said, well, sure, I'll come down. And, uh, I would say within, uh, within the week I was hooked, um, and that the you know, I, it's hard to culminate you know your experience from that point on. But I, you know, it's been just such a tremendous, fulfilling, and enriching part of my life for so many years. I mean, I couldn't think of myself doing anything else now. So you 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 have you have two different chiefs 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 roles, I guess, don't you? Yeah. So it became I became chief of the department uh, in Marathorpe in two thousand and three. And, uh, and, and, and I'm still the volunteer fire chief here uh, in the community uh, to this day. And about five years ago, I was approached by Laxinan County uh, to be the regional uh, county fire chief uh, in a full time role and a, uh, you know, just with the turnover and, and, and the, the chief of the day uh, leaving uh, to go to another municipality. Um, it was a rather, uh, uh, they needed they needed somebody to fulfill the role initially. So initially, I I, I thought I was going to just do it interim, um, and uh, you know within eight months they uh, they and I decided well this was a this was going to be a career and uh, one of the conditions of working for Laxinan County was that I could remain the the town's uh, volunteer fire chief um, and and it was a position and you know in a situation that because they're so symbiotic and the, the towns within the boundaries of the, the county and I live in the area, uh, it's worked out very, very well. So, so how, how many fire halls or departments in Lac St. Anne County? Is it more than one then? Yeah. So, well, it's, uh, so the, the county is now regionalized. So uh, we used to have nine separate small volunteer fire departments uh, occupying various hamlets and villages within Lac St. Anne County. Lac St. Anne County is a, a has a population of about uh, 11 and a half thousand uh, within the county and then it has uh, 17 different municipalities within it that has uh, the largest uh, amount of summer villages as an example of any municipality in in, in the province and um, uh, 
the town of Marathorpe has its own fire department and then all the rest of the, uh, um, you know, municipalities, including Laxinan and the Hamlets are all now regionalized under Laxinan County. Um, with the exception of a couple of Eastern, uh, 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 towns and villages and summer villages that actually have their own hired uh, uh, fire service. So the, the Laxana County itself has six fire stations, including the town of Marathorpe. And in the town of Marathorpe, uh, uh, at that station, the town of Marathorpe and Laxana County co-own the station. And uh, it's called the Emergency Response Centre. And uh, all told, we have, any at any given point in time, uh, between uh, 80 and uh, 100 uh, volunteers uh, between all of the stations. Um, there's uh, 30 apparatus and um, two uh, two training grounds uh, for the you know one in the east and one in the west. Uh, and uh, yeah, just a going concern. Provide a full wow. level of service. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's amazing. Now now you now each fire department I guess would have their own volunteer chief and and you being the the overseer of all that then. No. Uh, now, with all the regional uh, regionalization of the services, uh, each station has a station captain, and uh, I have uh, a, a career deputy fire chief, as well as a, uh, um, a full-time administrative assistant, and then I do have two district chiefs within that as well, so uh, everyone below the, uh, the, the deputy chief is, is, is a paid-on-call volunteer, and so, so we wow. fully transitioned into that type of a model. So, so tell us about some of the risks and hazards, uh, certainly in Mayenthorpe and 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 in in the county itself. What are what are the challenges you uh, you face in response? Well, like any, well, it's, fire doesn't care whether you're in a large city or or rural. And uh, in uh, rural Alberta, uh, the the biggest risk that we have, uh, you know, with respect to our call volumes, our uh, medical call response and uh, highway incidents. Uh, we are on Highway 43, which is the main northwest um, arterial road, you know, to the oil fields north and to Alaska. So it's, uh, uh, it's a very, very busy four-lane highway. Uh, it runs uh, 100 kilometers uh, through Laxinan County. Uh, so a significant portion of our call volume is, is highway uh, incident related. Uh, also a major route for hazardous materials uh, the, the the so there's a significant amount of risk with that we also have uh you know the third uh busiest railway spur uh that runs through laxinan county and uh as such we see a you know you know a varying degree of of, of railway incidents and 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 uh incidents resulting you know from that like wildfire and that kind of thing um as we're uh, fairly close to uh, to Edmonton, our east end borders are within 40 minutes of the city limits, and, and west end is about an hour and 10 minutes. We we have a we have an increasing population, a rural population that's uh, that's coming out. So um, grappling with development and that kind of thing, we have a mixed use um, in terms of residential. Um, you know, with the, you know, with with higher levels of growth, uh, that's that's seen with the urbanization, especially even in, in the east end of our county. Uh, so we're seeing a higher uh, level of commercial uh, occupancies, that kind of thing, and all of this translates into um, you know higher call volumes and training burden, uh, you know, for our, for our paid on call volunteers. And so there's a we run the gamut in terms of services provided. Um, 
you know, to some to some degree, uh, we even get into the technical aspects of, of of some of the fire disciplines. So it's a it's a it's an amazing array of varying uh, varying risk and and uh, and and incidents responded to. You mentioned that fire certainly doesn't uh, care where it is. It, it's the same everywhere. Uh, I'm sure that your challenges with the volunteer service are the same as as all of us face. And how would you would you have a top couple that would be challenging for for you guys in particular where you because of where you live? Uh, in terms of recruiting and retain er, er, retention, Tom, is that that's what you're asking? Precisely. I mean, with that amount of call volume, I mean, it, it must be tough to uh, to bring them in. I mean, I guess, and of course, pre-COVID and uh, our current uh, situation. Yeah, recruiting for volunteer fire services across the country uh, in this province and then more locally is 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 a is a difficult and ever increasing uh, difficult uh, proposition. Um, there's been a societal shift in the last 25 years um, with respect to, you know, rural uh, Alberta in particular, uh, where we're seeing the centralization of population. People are moving into the urban centers or moving out of the farm families are reducing. The number of farms are, 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 are definitely lower. Um, we're, in the meantime, we're, we, we do see population increases, but overall, the you know, People from all walks of life, they, they, they have so many things that occupy them with uh, the necessity for dual income families, uh, just busier families, uh, in many cases, smaller families. Um, it's difficult to, 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 uh, to fill the boots and, and volunteering as a result has gone down uh, even with increased efforts over, over a period of, uh, of, of those years. So the challenge is very real, and the other, and then it's balanced uh, to a certain degree by the fact that once you do get them, you may not have them for as long as you used to. So, uh, in our case, uh, uh, if we can get it, you know, we we consider it a pretty pretty big win if we can keep a, a firefighter, uh, you know, or a person in a community that's uh, that's volunteering, you know, for four or five years. That's a that's a tremendous asset to our community because we're seeing a turnover. Um, an increased turnover for, you know, for people just needing to move. And that was all pre-COVID. And so COVID uh, has hit us uh, in some aspects pretty hard uh, with having people that otherwise, you know, were stable, had employment um, without any issues, suddenly through no fault of their own, their op job opportunities are disappearing and they're, they're, they're considering having to move elsewhere or they have already. Uh, but then on the flip side, we had more people that were home uh, and found more time to volunteer as a result. And so there was a little bit of a balance that we, we've seen this year. But overall, we've seen our numbers slowly but surely over course of time dwindling. Um, you know, we're not at desperation by any stretch, but we certainly have to uh, constantly be aware that our efforts have to be there to attract, uh, you know, people into which is which is a very difficult and demanding uh, volunteer vocation, if you will, and so it's 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 uh, people are definitely assessing uh, you know what their time and where they're going to spend their time, and and fire services us uh, included in this have to do their level best to to provide all of the things that that you know you would I, I won't say creature comforts, but I will say that you need to provide assurances so. Um, if you don't have a robust 
program that you know gives them you know assurance for for benefits uh assurance for you know not only protecting them uh from physical injury but more importantly in ever increasing mental health uh injury and awareness um and all of the all of the things that 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 uh, would be part of a normal course of employment you're not going to retain them for very long so there's definitely you know through all this there, there there's been definite improvements the you know municipalities including ours have had to completely change their way over the course of time on on how they define their firefighters and so uh, you know although we have volunteers and are volunteering to come in they they are now uh, defined as employees uh, in uh, in both municipalities and you know they're as such they're, you know they're covered under policy and they're protected and and so that provide that goes a long way to providing the assurances but uh it's still difficult sounds no to me like your demographics are uh, different in in particular like in our world do you do you have a a number of members like recruits that come in with an aspiration to move forward into into a career into a metro like an edmonton department is it is that part of their plans sure so there are you know 25 years ago that was never even contemplated to be honest i mean if it was it was a one in a thousand uh you know type thing nowadays we're certainly getting more we, we are getting those questions asked you know um you know about training you know um the, the, there's a high cost of training to go to the formal fire schools out of high school or whatever the case is and of course through volunteering uh, it's all free training we do uh you know a robust array of uh, of uh, certification programs and and job performance programs that kind of thing uh within laxinan county so uh and and certainly people are aware of that um and they they want to come and they want to participate and they want to get that free training and the challenge is uh what they can give back in terms of commitment to the community so the but that being said, we're pretty proud that that we've been able to be the bounce board, if you will, uh, you know, to 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 get people careers, if not as full time metros or, or 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 career firefighters for municipalities, at the very least for um, you know uh, as 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 EMS uh, providers or oil patch workers, uh, you know, you know, with, with safety background and EMS and fire. And so, so on the industrial side, um, we've been able to do that. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, once people realize that that option is there, that is a benefit uh, to the smaller departments. Uh, so it is definitely, it's definitely there now. It's definitely increasing. It's not bad to be a farm team for the big leagues, honestly, you know, you do get that pat in the back and it validates the programs that you're running, right? Absolutely. And uh, I mean, we have, you know, we've had great uh, partnerships, you know, that that have informally developed over over time with some oil field companies that, you know, just got used to just with attrition and just happenstance that they were hiring people out of uh, Marathorpe and Laxinan County. And and uh, it, you know, they kind of tuned themselves to looking for people out of, out of our program unbeknownst to us and then sometime later we're finding out that you know this is what they're looking for and and uh and so yeah it was uh, it was it was uh, pretty good in that respect and we're pretty proud you know in terms of you know even though with the challenges uh that are out there and we're certainly cognizant of them um we're pretty proud of the fact that in all departments they they won't stop trying um even if a department's literally on its knees with literally you know four volunteers left 
those four volunteers are giving the skin off their backs for the community and others you know notice that they appreciate that um and you know what what happens is is that it may, it may not happen right away but over time um as long as there's some type of an audience we don't give up and that's the that's the biggest thing is is, is that you know you're the the small communities across the country um they need to be able to provide some level of localized services and uh you know they may there there may be fiscally or you know some services may not be feasible you know in today's world that were once done in the past for a wide variety of reasons but whatever is left whatever can be provided you can guarantee based on the heart of a volunteer that it'll be provided to the absolute best uh, that they that they can and and so you know we have to work real hard as municipalities to support that effort um, especially with the challenges uh, you know notably in in this province uh, uh, with respect to the collapse of oil and and you know that kind of thing it is increasingly difficult for uh, you know municipalities are all scratching their heads and determining how they're going to continue to provide service levels uh, and and but the one thing about having your volunteer fire services is that they they know that they can rely on people uh, doing absolutely everything that they can in order to to help their neighbors and and that's that's true with everyone. I think I think you mentioned challenges and I think that I feel optimistic the fire service is remains in a good place and and the future does look bright for it. Would you would you agree? I would agree that there's you know. Everyone is cognizant of the fact that you know we're, they, there has to be a response to 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 those in need. The challenge is going to be over the course of time um, how best can that be provided as costs. There seems to never be an end, never-ending cost you know implication to everything that we do, and it's becoming difficult uh, you know for municipalities. But that just you know requires uh, a thorough you know uh you know community risk assessments and 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 an understanding of what can be provided for what we have right now and 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 a constant awareness uh and 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 to address these challenges it's when we give up or when we you know just allow ourselves to i guess uh sit on our laurels so to speak and and, and hope and and that's the thing with the fire services is that I don't with with every fire chief across the country and all the subordinates and the ranking officers through to the firefighters, they're all trying to ensure that regardless of what happens outside, that they can provide services when the, the call is made. And and so, you know, I, I was talking to a fire chief and, you know, from 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 uh, north and peace region not that long ago. And he says, like, literally speaking, if it ha if it has to happen, that he has to get in the, in the truck and he's the only one that day, he'll go out and fight the fire himself. And 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 that is exactly the attitude that will never die with the fire service. And 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 so that's why it gives it will, will always give us. Uh, uh, the 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 credibility uh, and the assurance to those around us uh, that there there's going to be a service. Uh, it's one of the last uh, emergency services that in existence that true you know has volunteer uh, a volunteer component. And you know when you think about across the country, 85% of the country is served by rural departments volunteer uh, you know with a volunteer base 
paid on call, call whatever you want. They're, you know, they're, they're not career. That's a lot of geography. And, and I, I say this in my role with as president of the Alberta Fire Chiefs Association, I've said this a hundred times, you know, 911 is, is, has no borders. It's provincial, you know, so it doesn't matter where you are when you dial 911, you expect help. And, uh, and that's, that's the, that's the undying, uh, legacy that you know all those that walked uh fire stations before us have left and and it's our job to 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 continue that on so yeah i'm very hopeful uh that being said there's challenges like crazy uh, you know uh, <laughs> so it's definitely a lot of work has got to be done all the time well said fire chief randy schroeder joining us uh, from Mayorthorpe, alberta thanks again be safe uh, be well chief thanks thanks again for your time Thank you. Thank you for the time. Thank you for joining Firefighting in Canada, the podcast brought to you by Draeger. Draeger products protect, support and save lives. Firefighting equipment you can trust. Visit firefightingincanada.com for more episodes.